B-Pod Studios. Get ready, get ready. It's time now for Zolak and Bertrand. Brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks on 98.5 The Sports Hub. To borrow the always apt shopping analogy from Bill Parcells, they aren't at cook the dinner stage yet. They haven't even laid out the groceries on the counter. They're on their way to the supermarket, ladies and gentlemen. They have to find a resourceful shopper. But a coordinator does more than just draw up the plays. Here's the thing. The job is in the name. He coordinates everything. It's the meetings. It's the coaches. It's the atmosphere. It's what they're taught, how they're taught, the speed at which the install goes. When they are ready to go to the next thing, he decides. Then you can talk about philosophy and style. So you have a rookie head coach and a rookie offensive coordinator with an as-yet-unnamed GM. Phil, that's a mountain of work, and I start to wonder, should there be a veteran offensive coordinator in here or not? I mean... Listen, there is certainly merit to getting a veteran OC in here. Maybe even somebody who's been a head coach before, Tom, just to help you coordinate, as you point out. Hour number two of Zolak and Bertrand on 98.5 Sports Hub. We're presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Bert Breer of the MMQB is with us in our Town Fair Tire studios. Hello, Bert. Hello, guys. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Are you? Turn uh, my mic on, please. Uh, no, it's on on this side. Try it now. Oh, Jesus. Here oh, we go again. Uh-oh. You know what? Um, what's his name? I can't, had to... you. I can't hear myself. What happened is... Um, yeah, Paul Perillo had to sit over working. here the other day. It's not working. Why don't you come over here? Why don't you come on over here, Bert? No. Sit next to me in the cafeteria. We had 14 engineers in here yesterday. Oh, they're all gone today. They didn't come here two days in a row. <laughs> I think they could have tapped into that. So you're saying it's Oh, there it, it is. I just found out our podcast hasn't been uploading either. I've been getting a lot that of That mic has had emails, so. I can't. Was it on your show or the morning show a couple weeks ago? I had that problem, too. Uh, Zoe's just taking matters. Just took the mic out. You just took it out. Yep. Done with it. Done with it. Finished. All right. Well, uh, Bert's here. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It was, uh, it's been a busy few weeks, but yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yep. Unrelated to the Patriots. Are you still employed? You know how many people have asked me this week if Bert Breer still has a job? I, you know what? Like it's honestly. Explain what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty simple and I really, you know, I love my job. You guys know that I'm passionate about what I do and grateful for you know like what i've got i it it's a weird deal that is way 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 above our heads and basically um you know like we were bought a few years ago by what's called authentic brands and basically they wanted us to wanted us for our name so put our name on casinos and sports books and supplements and all this different stuff and then but they didn't want to operate us so they licensed the operation out to what was called Maven at the time, what's called Arena Group now. Gotcha. And uh, and so the guy who bought us, um, according to all reports out there, didn't like the deal after he looked under the hood. So he defaulted on a payment, and they're negoti- I think they're negotiating whether or not they're going to be working out a deal now. And there were layoffs last week, and I, I feel it's just so awful for so many of the people that um, that went through it. Um uh, 
you know, for us specifically, um, there was, I mean, I was at my kid's hockey tournament up at Lake Placid and I mean, there was like an hour or two there where I wasn't sure, you know, if I had a job or not, but wow. I, you know, it's, um, I know a lot of people have been through it and I think anybody in this business has survived rounds of layoffs and you know, there's obviously survivor's guilt that goes along with that and everything else. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, um, but I'm good I'm for right now. I'm good. All right. So for all of you asking, Bert Breer is still employed. Yeah. Yeah, it's still here, I mean, it is weird, though, because, like, I have heard people say, um, you know, when you get lay off, laid off, it's almost like getting to see your own funeral. Like, I got to see that without getting laid off, which was really, I mean, because of the amount of texts I got, which I really appreciate everybody who reached out. But, like, you know, it's it's a weird experience, definitely. All right. Okay. Well, so there you have it. But yes, Thank you. But yes, please still Thank come to the that. website. You can still come in, then. Sports, we still have a ton of great people at Sports Illustrated. We're all... I think most of us at least are resolving to do the job at the highest level we possibly can until we're told not to. And that's sort of the approach I, I tell anybody that's in you know our spot to take. So Bert is with us for the next couple of hours. Let's start with the Patriots not having an offensive coordinator yet. Zoe has been very impatient. He's getting to a point where he's not You're happy. Done with it. He's upset that they have not acted more quickly Feels quiet to now. nail this thing down and get yeah. it settled. Need direction. Should we all feel that way? I think that the part of the problem is there's like a number of teams that are in the same boat. Like the Raiders are looking for an offensive coordinator. The Bears were, the Steelers are, the Saints are. So, you know, you have like a few different guys that I think have interviewed in a lot of these places. Um, Dan Pitcher was one that was sort of making those rounds and he winds up deciding to stay in Cincinnati and replace Brian Callahan. Zach Robinson's another one that I know has been a really hot name and rightfully so. Um, Had Kellen Moore not been able to get out of Dallas last year, he probably would have been the Chargers offensive coordinator under Brandon Staley. Um, And so, you know, I think that that's part of the game. All of these teams are engaged in right now is getting to know some of these younger guys who have built reputations for themselves, but maybe the higher ups don't know as well. And um, I actually think when we get to the end of this, it's not impossible that we could have like almost like a two-pronged approach to the way the Patriots fill the job. Or maybe it's like one of the young guys is the coordinator, and then you have somebody coming in, you know, like an Alex Van Pelt or somebody like that who's got a lot of experience that can be the over-the-top guy. Um, I, I think that they're going to try to be thoughtful about the way they put that together. Yuck. <laughs> um, and that's my, my question like you just uh, mentioned Steelers you think of their receivers you got Kenny Pickett there you know yep. uh, Bears got fooled um filled excuse me um um Raiders are still yep. open yep. there's others open like all those other teams you mentioned Saints are all more attractive than here from a personnel and offensive standpoint well and also like so I feel like you're gonna get well those are gonna I mean, get filled for example then. for example like if you're looking at the Pittsburgh job you have an idea of what you're walking into. Mike Tomlin's been there for 17 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't really know here. And you're also like in this position where you're joining up with a coach who's following a legend. And that's got to be a factor. You know, the same way it was like the Bears, for example. Like the Bears are a great example, right? Because like this is the one reason why it's fair to be impatient. Shane Waldron had a ton of interest because Shane Waldron sort of checks both boxes, right? He's still young but he's got the play calling experience and he has the McVay Shanahan offense. Right. And Shane had connections here. Shane had worked here before twice. And so the Patriots interviewed Shane, the bears knew we have a job that might not be the most attractive situation right now for a coordinator, even though you have the number one overall pick and maybe Caleb Williams, 
you have a coach, a head coach, who's probably on the hot seat, right, in Matt Eberflus. So there's a reason not to go there the same way there's a reason not to come here, just for the reasons are different, right? And the Bears basically attack that by saying, we're going to get way ahead of everybody, and we're going to be aggressive, and we're going to go interview people, and we're going to move very fast. And so they basically put Shane Waldron in a position where it's like, I have this one here, Hmm. and like – I, these other teams might offer it to me, but they haven't yet. And so if you're that guy, yeah. So the Bears' aggression is why they got like what I think a lot of people perceive to be was the top guy in the market. But let me ask you this, because everybody yeah. says it's not a great job here. What's the greatest job? The, best, the, great- job, the best jobs aren't open. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> yeah, like yeah. all these jobs, yeah. like you said, the Bears, not a great job. Going to the Panthers, that's not a great job. Um, Pittsburgh, maybe. I, I, I mean, Pittsburgh I, would probably be the closest thing, right? But you got Kenny Pittsburgh, Pickett. You got, you got those receivers. Though. You have stability, but you've got Kenny Pickett at quarterback. They had Pickett right. and Mason Rudolph yeah. and all those guys. So any situation you look at, you go, all right. For the for the Patriots, you get the sense I mentioned this earlier. Are they willing to pay for the top job? If you want, Zach, if you want Zach Robinson, are you going to pay for him? Are you going to pay ten percent more than everybody? Else? I mean, because if you're like again, if you're one of these guys, and like let's say you've been making a million as a quarterback's coach and the going rate for a coordinator is three or 4 million. Like if somebody's offering you two and somebody's offering you three and somebody's offering you four, that's not a hard decision. It's <laughs> not a hard decision to make. That's you know not, what I mean? Like that's right. Beetle. And, and I, I mean, like <laughs> seriously, seriously. Yeah. So like, that's another thing with the bears. It's well, God, like Chicago is not perfect, but they're offering me 3 million. I'm, I don't know the number exactly, but like say, but they're offering me $3 million a year now. Like, I have to take it, right? Yep, you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, take you do. it. Take yeah. the job. Take the job. Because you don't know. You don't I know. Yeah, I think the teams, you mentioned Carolina, you mentioned Pittsburgh. If I'm in their shoes, mm-hmm. I look at Chicago or I look at Washington yep. as being better because that's a blank canvas and you're going to get a young quarterback that you can mold. Yep. I would rather have the unknown of Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels than the known commodities that exist in of Pittsburgh like or Carolina. Derek Carr in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Give yeah. me the kid. Give me the new kid. Give me the guy with all the because promise. If and if it doesn't pan people. out, if he stinks, if he flourishes, I'm going to get a lot of credit and for I, developing him. If he stinks, it's going to be like, what'd you expect? So he I wasn't actually, any good. He was a bust. He was, you know, Mac Jones. He I was, was talking Justin to, Fields. It was any of those situations. I was talking to one of the guys the other night who um, who's interviewed for a few of these. And um, he interviewed for Chicago, and he he said to me, he's like, like you know, normal preparation goes through and watches some tape. He's like, I watched Caleb Williams, like that's an attractive job because he's like, because his whole thing was like, this is a freak talent, and he's going to come in and he's probably going to play well right away. And if I think the guy's going to come in and play well right away, who's going to get credit for it? The coordinator. Me. Yes. <laughs> you know what I the mean? The guy like, who's drawn up the plays. Certainly right? not Matt Eberflus. <laughs> yes. Right, oh, right. wow. He really thrived in the Eberflus system. But, yeah, I mean, like, if you're Shane Waldron and yeah. you save Matt Eberflus, you know who's not going to be there in 2025? It's Shane Waldron. Right? He's right. going to be somewhere else. So It's almost like the uh, the day ball effect with, with Josh Allen. You know, right. he worked with him for four years. Allen takes off, and now day ball's a, yep. you know, head coaching candidate somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So... Like it's it's just interesting the moving pieces here because you're right to say like the the best jobs aren't open. But do you think the uh, I've, I've thought about this because so many I saw the stat the other day where every team has turned over 
It's OC. And like, 18. Like, whoever was the longest tenured OC was, like, named OC in, like, eight, 18 or 19. It's unbelievable. Like, so everybody's done it. It's amazing. So is the is the supply greater than the demand? Because there are some names that we're we're mentioning all these young names, but we still haven't mentioned You Pico. mean the demand is bit greater than the supply? Uh, yeah, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got to put yeah, the wrong. Yeah. yeah. So... No, no, I, no, I got it right. The, the supply. I think there are tons of OC candidates out there. Tons of you think there are? Yeah. Okay. We still haven't mentioned. You mentioned Van Pelt, who's fired. Right. He worked for five quarterbacks, and the guy got fired. Right. In Cleveland, Pete Carmichael Jr., who is a, a, a Saints with or without uh, Sean Payton, was has the done a good job. For Fifteen years. You yeah. mentioned Kellen Moore. All the so some of the names that we've forgotten yeah. are still out there. Josh McDaniels is still out there. I know we're not crazy here, but these are good coordinators. Like Gerard Johnson worked with and then there's with, with C.J. Stroud in Houston. Like, yeah. I'll tell you another one who's like, uh, you know, Brian Johnson was just a big uh, hot name two years ago. Now Philadelphia collapses. He's kind of ca- caught in the crossfire there. So, like, yeah. Do you think, are we focused, are we zeroed in on the hot new names at the expense of some good people who have maybe been forgotten yeah. about in the last year? I mean, like, Kellen Moore has was seen as like a rising star, like a sure shot head coach. And I think you see how fickle these things are. Like I know, you know, some people will say like, well, why would you take the Broncos job? Why would you take the Cardinals job? And then you look at what happens to like these guys stock, right? Like, and how quickly it can collapse. Kellen Moore, like three years ago, if you had said, is he going to be a head coach in 2024? What is it? Absolutely. He's an unemployed offensive coordinator now, you know? And why is that? Well, it's a combination of things. It's because he was part of a fired staff with the Chargers and because Dak Prescott looked better without him than he looked with him Mm. before, you know? So there are circumstances where I think, you know, what you're talking about is going and finding a depressed asset, which or a distressed asset, which is there's some merit to that, too. All right, Burt Breer with us. We have more to get to. Uh, the possibility of Josh McDaniels making a return to New England. The possibility of Bill Belichick not landing a head coaching job this cycle. That is in the mix. And your calls coming up next. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. Vision. So and I don't think that's a thing. On Peace up, A Town. All right, eleven twenty. Zolak and Bertrand. Bert Breer in with us for two hours. Got him today. Heading to the championship games. I'm excited for the Super Bowl halftime show. Usher. I can't even remember who did it last year. You Rihanna. The, Rihanna. That's Rihanna, right. yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah, yeah, she's oh, pregnant. yeah that's right. Special, about special that. guest. That special yep. guest was the yeah. kid. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. This is a good one, though. Usher. Usher will put on a show. Yeah. Not fired up for uh, Star Spangled Banner or God Bless America. That stadium is like 
built for big events, though. Like that stadium, yeah. I think it's going to be a good stage for the Super Bowl. You think the stadium or the city? Is the built for everything. Well, I mean, the, the, the city, the city itself yeah. is yeah. like this insane. You know, so, Super Bowl, and I was there for the draft. But I feel too. like bad things. When, when, whenever there's an event like that, something bad happens. Like when the NBA had their All Star Weekend, oh, the Pac Man Jones thing yep, happened. Yep. Right then, a couple of years ago, when the Pro Bowl of all things was there, right. The Alvin Kamara thing happens. Like it feels like something stupid always happens. Did they have? Was it, oh yeah, you can book an arrest for someone. Was yeah, it there's the draft be some high profile Pro Bowl yeah. together? It wasn't because I was there for the draft. Did the Pro Bowl happen at the same time? No, they had a draft there a couple years ago. Yeah, was no, it, they, I think it was. was the, I think it was the Pro Bowl. The Alvin Kamara thing, right? Was the Pro Bowl? I'm yeah, pretty sure. Was it? Yeah, a, was wasn't not, it Britney Spears and Webinyama when she touched Webinyama and his, his security guy didn't like it and slapped her? It's weird because was that in Vegas. I think that was Vegas. It's weird because you would think. New Orleans would have the same problems when they have big events, and they really don't. So maybe that's just because New Orleans knows they know how, how to act. handle it. They, they know, know how to handle it. Yeah. Yes, Vegas is a problem. Yeah, it's gonna. I be mean, I think the Super Bowl should be in New Orleans every year. That I will be great. I will die on that point. Like I think that that is a that is a like. I wish they would build a stadium that would never get outdated in that city and put every big event. They there. just rehabbed the Superdome again. They're doing it yeah. right now. How it's the perfect that? city for it, though. Another because, remodel. Like, I will say this, and you you guys have been to Super Bowls down there. Like, the one thing about a Super Bowl in New Orleans is that city can absorb people. Like, most cities you go to, where the, when there's a Super Bowl there, it feels like 10 pounds of you-know-what in a five-pound bag, right? New Orleans, it doesn't feel like that. It's New not going to feel that way a, in Vegas either. That it, it, it Vegas, Vegas has got it. Yeah, not Vegas a problem. will be fine. Vegas will be fine. Yeah. But even like L.A., which is massive. It's terrible, I heard. It was awful. What? Yeah. You it didn't was, like that? Yeah, it was spread it was out. Everybody it was spread out. And it was I, just, I don't traffic. know. I enjoyed it. I had a good time out there. Where'd you stay? None of your business. You operate differently. No, no. I had no. I had a. I started off downtown, which was not great. But then I moved out to uh, Marina Del Rey. Oh, okay. That's, so yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Nice. So then, the Ritz out there? It's the Marriott yeah. on the water. It's the Marriott I, I, on the water. I think, it was the, I think it was the Ritz. The Ritz there, yeah. Oh, and then I had to. I stayed at the Ritz, and, Marina and, Del Rey, and, and he had a nice a, time. Wow, that's surprising. Here's another first world problem. Wow. First world problem. So we had to divvy up. Uh, I, I got to cover the AFC team. Yeah. So the AFC team was Cincinnati, and they were practicing out at UCLA. Yeah. So I went to Cincinnati. Went out to UCLA and had a good time. So UCLA is an interesting pl- yeah. place because I had uh, when I was out there, I spent like a little time with Chip Kelly, just catching up with them. And uh, so then after we got we like hung out for an hour or two, and like then after he was like, "Oh, I'll walk you over to where the Bengals are practicing," because I didn't know where it was on campus. He walked clear across campus, and no one stopped him. Yeah, and I I laughed. I was like, Chip, do you realize like like what that would like you, if you were like at Alabama or Ohio State, yeah. like like not happening. Like right, you cannot walk. Like he walked clear across campus, and no one said anything. They don't care. Yeah, they, they don't, don't care. Which is probably why they haven't been as good. Right? Yeah, stadium's yeah. not even on campus. Yeah. Like you know, uh, but it is the best bookstore. Like their 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 gear with the sweatshirts and those UCLA. Like the UCLA, it's my favorite college sweatshirt. It's like, the campus is unbelievable. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. How do you yeah. I, imagine just recruiting? Like, why don't they recruit? Why don't they do better? Hasselbeck's kid finally I mean, you're, went there. You're he, 18 years old and you're at UCLA. <laughs> they take you to UCLA. How do you not close that deal? I, <laughs> that's what I want to know. I mean, it is NIL money. Yeah. That's okay. All. NIL money now. I mean, I feel the same way about Texas. Austin's unbelievable. But still. But it's UCLA. Yeah. Oh, UCLA. But couldn't USC, you say the same thing about Miami? Miami. Say the same thing same. about Miami. No, you can't say it about Miami because there's no campus to Miami. Like, well, I didn't, like, I didn't like my trip. 
I, I took an official visit to Did Miami. You? I didn't like it. There was no campus. You didn't like it? I didn't know where it started or stopped. Like, you know, all these other schools you go to, you go going to Penn State, going to Ohio State. Oh, we're The on strippers campus. made him nervous, too. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. Evan Shapiro made me nervous. As did Vinny Testaverde and Jerome Brown. Jerome Brown threw me off the high dive at the pool. We broke into the school pool, uh, outdoor pool, and I got thrown off a high dive. By Jerome Brown. It, it hurt. Jerome That's Brown. the other part. Not, yeah. not just thrown off, by thrown off by Jerome, Jerome Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah. This is pre when he they got off the, yeah, when they, they got off the, uh, with camos when we were playing Penn State. So they started hazing game. you when you were yeah. a recruit. They started yeah, hazing you. Yeah, they don't even wait till you're a player. Yeah, yeah, preview. Yeah. But they took me to Evan Shapiro's house. So That's the least of the hazing. Uh, let's uh, ask you this question, Bert. Josh McDaniels could make a return to New England. Do you think that's a possibility? I mean, I don't think it's impossible. Um, I I think like think Josh is probably going to be looking at a couple different options on what to do. And I do think like there's part of it for him, which is like this is a career reset. So where does he want to go from here? You know what I mean? Like, do you if you're him? Do you wind up? Do you want to wind up? like in a position where maybe you could be a head coach again, which is like hard to do a third time, especially when you were fired as quickly as he was the first two times. Do you maybe aspire to be an offensive coordinator for the rest of your career? Do you maybe eventually want to transition to a front office? Like, I think that these are all big picture things for Josh. Um, My guess, my, I wouldn't be stunned if he wound up with bill. If bill winds up in Atlanta, Um, I think that's a lock. If if bill Bill lands, Bill needs him. Yeah. More than anybody. He yeah. goes with Bill. Right. Jeff Howell reported that he thinks uh, if Bill does not land anywhere, McDaniels goes to the top of the list in New England. Yeah, I I would just be careful. I, I don't – like, I think that there's going to be multiple options for him. Like, And I – like, I, I don't know that right now that's – that could come onto the radar if the bill thing falls through, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't count on that right now. And Bert, wouldn't that be more for wouldn't that be more for ownership than Gerard? I can't imagine Gerard saying this is my best option, but I can see the Crafts who who liked McDaniel's say, Hey, this is this is some certainty here. It's gonna help we, you. Yeah, Gerard. it's gonna yeah, help you. He's, he's and guy, I do think like that is our guy. I think that that is one thing that Gerard is looking at is like is assistant head coach types like do you bring in somebody who has experience having done it before you know what i mean like whoever it is the proverbial i don't know ron rivera or whatever do you bring in somebody who can help backstop you know your transition to the job a little bit like where and we've seen guys do that before i mean look like for sean mcveigh and um in 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 la that was that was wade phillips you know um so if you have somebody Really, really, Wade Phillips yeah, was wow. D coordinator. Yeah, D coordinator. They there, that, yeah. Uh, when they went, yeah, when, when they, they went, went against, when they lost it against the Patriots. Yep, right. Okay, yeah. that's right. That's right. So, yeah. So, but how many how many guys are like that who you can? I think this is all. I keep using this word trust. It's all about trust when you're a first time head coach, and any head coach, you you really have to know who's who's for you. If you walk out of the room and somebody's stabbing you in the back. Yeah, I see the. I mean, especially I see the value. after the year they just had. Yeah, I, mean, I see the value of having that mentor, where you bring them in. They've been through it, but then the the flip side is, hey, that guy's thinking I can still do the job. Yeah, you know, if this guy, this young guy screws well, up, hey, this may be I my mean, opportunity. We're all, we're all to some degree like a prisoner of our own history, right? Like, right. So, like, and and Josh has history here, and you know, does Gerard look at that and say, well, you know, like, is is somebody like Josh going to look at me, you know, as, as the head coach, or is he always going to see me as the linebacker or is he always going to see me as the position coach? 
And I think those are always fair questions to ask because it's part of the equation. Just as far as how communication and everything else in the building works. Do you think that Bill is going to land in Atlanta? Um, It feels like with every day, like that is, I'd say the possibility of it isn't strengthening. It's just, I don't think it's about, I think Arthur Blank wants Bill to be his coach. I think it's everything else. Right, so it's how does Rich McKay play into the equation? How does Terry Fontenot play into the equation? How does the business side interact with the football side? Because you got to remember, like, you're not you're talking about like if you are going to do this, right, and you are going to like detonate so many different parts of your football operation, and you're Arthur Blank, are you doing it for two years, for three years, for four years? So I think that's what this is coming down to. It's not money. Blank's willing to pay him. And it's not whether or not Blank wants him to be the coach. I firmly believe that Arthur Blank wants Bill Belichick to be his head coach. I think more than anything else, it's all of the different people in that building and how it's going to affect all of those people and maybe those people's input with Blank and what it would look like with Bill. And it's interesting because I go back to November. You know, they had, Somebody asked me, I think it was Cap over. All at, for at, 24 or 36 months. Right. It's like a short car lease. And so, <laughs> getting Bill Belichick so, in there. So right. it was interesting because Cap, like what the show me and Michael do on Sundays, like Cap actually um, asked me, he's like, can you look into Bill's market? This is in November, right? So I called around to a bunch of people who would know on this sort of thing. And what I got back was he's going to have a strong market to be an executive. So somebody would definitely hire him and bring him in as like an executive vice president of football operations, help them set things up, right? Um somebody would definitely hire him to become the head coach. But would somebody hire him and give him everything he has here in New England? That was the one where it was like, I don't know if anybody's going to give him that. You know, like I don't know if anybody's anybody's going to turn over their entire football operation the way that it's set up in New England and say, Bill, go. Because that doesn't really exist anywhere else now. Doesn't. You know, so, like, that's, I mean, that's a big consideration if yeah. you're Arthur Blank. And it's, I think right now, if I had to just based on everything that I've heard over the last week, I think like for this to work, Bill would probably need to meet Arthur in the middle a little bit on that. And what's I the middle? And I don't know what the middle is. Maybe it's it's probably keeping McKay. Like, it, I, don't, I can't it, see Bill working to McKay. It, it might be the but 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 it could be the reporting structure. You know what I mean? Like okay, who right. reports to who? Like how do you separate this from that? Yeah, that's a deal like, breaker. If, if I'm Bill, that's a deal breaker. Rich McKay. Uh, I, I don't want to report to him. Yeah, that's a deal breaker. We can't have it. But it, but 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 it, would you be okay if he was okay? Rich McKay is going to work for what's the is it Arthur Blank A B yeah yeah whatever. Okay, fine, fine. Like, like he's going to be CEO of that. I just don't want to tell him. You know, he's going to work downtown at the stadium. He's not right. going to work in Flowery Branch or, or 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 even further away. You know, Tennessee's not that far away. <laughs> get yeah. to, I mean, get, get you. Hey, you got a beach house down in Florida. Let's go stay there. You, for a couple get you years. out of there. And here's the other thing. Um, Bill, I'll tell you a middle situation that would work for Bill and work for Arthur Blank, but Terry Fontenot would hate. And that is, hey, I don't need to run everything. I, I can work with the general manager, and you bring back Thomas Dimitrov. Yeah. All right. So Dimitrov maybe has a different title, and so you work with him. Hey, yeah, Thomas. Thomas has respect for Bill. Bill has respect for Thomas. And that would work because, hey, I'm not over everything, yet the guy who's in who's there right now uh, got, is pushed aside, but he should be nervous about it anyway. Terry Fontenot, whether Bill Belichick is there or, or not, when they made the announcement, yeah, that Arthur Smith was out, 
Terry Fontenot wasn't there. We've seen this happen before. That's too. wild. You're the general so, manager. You're not there. So Denver is a be good, nervous. So Denver's a good example though of like where if you go back to 2000 and um, 2011 after they fired Josh, right? So they they had Brian Zanders who had been Josh's GM there in place, and they hired John Elway over the top of him, and then hired John Fox. So we've seen situations like this play off play out before where you could give. Thomas Dimitrov, an elevated title, and just say, okay, like you're going to make sure that this works. You're going to make sure the personnel and coaching are in are in lockstep. And Bill's not going to report to you, but like he's going to be, you're going to be kind of, kind of the guy that sets the table and make sure that everybody's speaking the language and all of that. All right, more on this with Burt Breer in studio with us here on Zolak and Bertrand coming up next after headlines with Michael Hall. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. It's low risk versus high reward. The Sports Hub. Bert Breer in our Town Fair Tire Studios. Michael Holly is here today as well. On Zolak and Bertrand, Joe Mazzula is going to join us at 1 o'clock today. Oh, is he? Yeah, a little... Is it convenient for him? A little miscommunication, I guess, there on uh, what time he was going to be on today. Maybe he was not aware that he was supposed to call at 10.50. He's got people oh. for that. Or maybe... maybe so Joe. Maybe you guys didn't have your, your song ready for him, because you guys always play music for no, him. No, we played the song for him. Song was ready. Everything was ready to go. Yeah. So 1 p.m. 1 p.m. For Joe. Six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five. Let's grab some of your calls. Thank you for hanging. Jim's in the car. What's up, Jim? Jim, I got, I got a combo that I think would work out for the Pats. Uh, Mike Bogonzi is GM, and Eric Bieniemy for the OC job. Kansas City roots. Mike has done everything in the. Yes, you've called us fourteen times on that, Jim. Thank yep. you for that. Thanks, uh, but the Eric relative. B- the, the is Eric, Everett? The uh, Eric Bieniemy part is a new part of Jim's call. Okay. Uh, we've discussed it a little bit this week. Where's Eric Bieniemy? I know he interviewed for the head coaching job in Washington. Mm-hmm. Is he going to... Uh, I put him in the same category as Kellen Moore right now. It's okay. just like like that. It's... you. The stock isn't what it was like a year or two ago. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why the stock is down. Yeah. After so, after leaving pa- Patrick Mahomes to go to Sam Howell for Sam Howell. Yeah. Ugh, that's yeah. not a good trade. Yeah. So like, I, but I do think like you you look at him and he's got a ton of experience being a coordinator the same way Moore does. He's obviously won Super Bowls and it's something to consider, no doubt. Like, and I do think I think one of the things with the enemy. That would be interesting with Gerard is Bienemy is very old school and he's tough. And like what the coaches in Washington would tell you that were there before right. and wound up with him. With players and stuff right. Like, like he that. would no, but he would like he's very, very detailed and very tough. 
And like so after coming off of Belichick, is that what Gerard wants in his offensive coordinator? I think that that's a fair question to ask. You know, I don't think you want to walk about, in a park here. Like you're you, ta- you, I mean, right. you're not good enough. Right. No, but I'm just saying like the if there's that whole thing about creating a more positive environment and all of that, like oh, I think that that's where that's 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 where I think fair questions can that be. That sucks. Asked. I wish there was more of a balance. I wish they balanced they out the positivity balance, but... of Gerard Mayo with someone who was a little bit more old school and a little bit tough. Yeah. But they've had that already. I mean that that's that's the that really is a part of like the Patriots dynamic, the last generation. Like think about their OCs. I know I know uh Josh yeah. and, and Bill O'Brien have different person but Bill O'Brien is that old school guy, you know, cuss you out. Uh Josh had yeah. some of that in him. And so you want to keep that thing going? I, don't, I think I, that's a good comparison because he does have like some of the same, like just from an approach standpoint and how you deal with players and everything else. I don't think, I don't think EB is much different than than O'Brien or or McDaniel. Hmm. Okay, uh, is is he going to take an OC job or is he going to uh, wait I think around and see up. if Andy Reid is no longer the coach of the Chiefs? I think if Andy Reid is no longer the coach of the Chiefs, Matt Nagy winds up. Uh, okay. Replacing him would be wow. my what a sweet deal oh, for Nagy. Yeah. Jesus, I mean that'd be my guess. You'll get paid by yeah, Chicago. Exactly. You do nothing. You you once believed in Mitch Trubisky, and then you wind up in Kansas City as the OC. He was, um, and he doesn't. He's not. He's not the play caller either, right? Yeah, he was Brett Feach's college quarterback. You know, okay, that? the general manager in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's too and many friend of Bert. And he, but he's but Nagy's yeah, Nagy's, Nagy's also Nagy's also got a really close relationship with Mahomes. And there is a, I would say, they are very aware there to not piss Mahomes off. You know what I mean? Like, they're very aware. Smart business. I mean, like, no, but, no, but it's, it's smart. I mean, Patriots really, should have learned something from them. But they look at but they look at it. They, they've looked at that. And they've said, like, I mean, I think there's a humility to it where it's like, like, yeah, we've done a good job, but this isn't us. This is 15. And so there is an effort to check in with him and to make sure that he's abreast of what they're doing. Like the Tyree kill situation is a great example. Like they had, like they had Mahomes in on every piece of it. Like, okay, here's what we're doing. It's not like they're giving him decision-making power. They're just keeping him in the loop. In fact, it's so it's not about the chiefs way or Andy right, Reid. No, it's it's about the fact that they have the best quarterback. They, in the sport. It sounds like so, they've I done mean, everything that the Patriots didn't do. Yeah. First of all, get him involved in what the, the, the decision-making is. Let him know his importance and pay him. Right. They kept paying like big contracts. It's not like, Hey, you want, why don't you take a little bit less? Patrick Mahomes' contract is off the charts. You're telling me they're not looking for elegant solutions with uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes on private flights together? Yeah, and they they had, like, I mean, it's a great example of the way. But I think to some degree, dude, this is the way the sport's going. I hate the word elegant. Blame Robert. I do think this is the way the sport's going because, so Ryan Poles came from there, right? He's the new general manager, the third year now general manager of the Bears. And one of the first things that he did when he got there was he took Justin Fields, like one of the first things he did with Fields, he took Justin Fields into the draft room and he showed him the board and he said, so, hey, look, here's why we're probably not taking a receiver in the first two rounds. And he showed it to him. Wow. And he explained it to him. And he did that because he was trying to engender trust with the player because he knew like it was important to have that player on board with everything that they were going to do. Now, like obviously it hasn't worked out to the degree they would have liked it to work out, but I think it's a good example of what's happening other places now where it's like, when you have that quarterback, and maybe they're going to draft one here in the top three, right? You're going to have to take a different approach with him than you took with Brady. Um, and that whole thing about, like, 
telling Brady that, that that you could haul some kid from Foxborough High out there and make a throw. He could like that's not the way things are. Different anymore. era. Yeah. I mean, I, I bet you and Andy Reid is from that era, and I know he doesn't do that. Yeah. Oh, well, he probably doesn't have to with Patrick Mahomes, but I I don't know if he talks to anybody on the team the the way he did. If you look at Andy Reid, oh, uh, two thousand twenty four versus Andy Reid. 2002, mm-hmm. it's probably a different guy. You know, it's funny you say that. The first thing I thought of, thought of was like how I've kind of had this thought in my head for the last few years that Pete Carroll was ahead of his time. The way Pete Carroll like, treated players in the 90s didn't work. And maybe he was actually just ahead of his time. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like you think about yeah. it like it didn't work back yeah. then, and then it does work when he's older, right? Yeah, he was that, he was that collegiate he was that collegiate guy. Yeah, like so, and it's like I like didn't he I have know, names for days? Didn't he have? Yeah. Uh, was it like something fired up Friday? Fired up Friday, uh, Taco Tuesday. Yeah, you guys eat Taco that was, that was tell the truth Tuesday. Yeah. Manic Monday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Bert Breer with us. We've got to talk about a Michigan man on the move. That uh, is Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. We'll get to it next. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. Wait in the middle of your day, they're in the m- middle of Boston sports. Solak and Bertrand on the Sports Hub. Bert Breer and the MMQB with us on Zolak and Bertrand. They never should have left. San Diego is such a great city. It's they great. should never have left. Sucks. It's perfect. You look at the Chargers. They're the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. They're the San Diego Chargers. Sorry, L.A. Just not working. Are they the L.A. Rams? Or the St. Louis Rams? Or the original L.A. slash Anaheim Rams. Do you when you see when you see the Rams? You think what are they, LA. they were the Cleveland Rams at one point. Yeah, that's in that before my time. <laughs> yeah. When you see the Rams, you think L.A. Right? I mean, yeah. Like you I, see the we, Chargers, we you don't with, think L.A. No, do you? no. I you think, think Jim Everett. Like Jim Everett days Rams. When I see Rams, Vince Ferragamo. Like that's I, yeah. what I grew up watching. I feel like I'm gonna be like my dad. My dad, when I was a kid, would call the Colts Baltimore. You right. know, like could, always mess up. Could, couldn't could, get past it, right? Like it is weird that they're the Indianapolis Colts. It is weird, right? So like I'm Especially a little, I'm a little too young for that because like they had yeah. moved in '84. I was really young, um, but that's going to be the Chargers for me. Is like continuing to make the San Diego mistake because that's where they should be. Yeah, and this is this is part of their drive back to you know credibility. Maybe doing something memorable. Yep, and this is they, he. Give him credit. If when Jim Harbaugh shows up, identity. You got an identity now. The Chargers have an identity. It's, it's it's one of the most impressive things about what he's done over the last twenty years as a coach is that it looks exactly the same everywhere. The University of San Diego looked the same as Stanford. Looked the same as the Niners. Looked the same as Michigan. Like the way that they're built. The and they strayed a little bit from it at Michigan, but then they got it back. Right, like where. They tried the spread thing, and then 
I think that's Jim, not, that's Jim just him. decided, that's like, not that's not, not me. Like, that was when they brought, they had Shea Patterson and that, but you that's know, right. ex, you know exactly what you're getting with Jim Harbaugh. You know what he's going to build. You know what it's going to look like. The players know what they're in for. And Will um, it work, though? Will it work in the pros? It worked before, but that was a different league. He left 10 years ago. The NFL, think about how the NFL has changed offensively in the last two years. For his brother? Well, kind of, but he had to switch it up. Remember, they got tired of, of that wasn't that Harbaugh's guy? Roman. Yeah, Ro- yeah Roman. Yeah. He had him out in San so, Francisco. Then he goes to Baltimore, and Lamar's still, like, but the, hey. But the identity had- hasn't changed. And I think you have to, I think yeah. there's like a mix there, right? Like it's, you can still be that type of team, but you got to be that type of team with new age ideas. Like I still think. Hey, football is still a blocking and tackling sport. There's a reason why teams struggle to play Michigan. You know, it's because they played a style that made everybody else uncomfortable. And I think you can do that. I think that's what Baltimore does. Like, I think Baltimore, I was talking to Patrick Queen the night that they beat the Niners, when they beat the crap out of the Niners. And he basically said to me, he's like, we play a style of football that no one else wants to play. And I think that that's looks the, like it. And I, and I think that that's, and, and it's basically like, we're like, teams are going to be fish out of water playing against us. But San Francisco think, thinks it's that that kind of team. San Francisco did before that game said, "Oh, you know, actually we play the style that you don't want to play." And then that game kind of opened some eyes, yeah, right? Because Baltimore felt like going into that game, they were they felt disrespected. Yep. I think they were they, they were only what six point dogs in that <laughs> yeah. game. Like, how dare you? How you how dare you list us as underdogs? You know, on the road, six point dogs against San Francisco. But I think that honestly, like I think that's why, like, if you look, Eve. to me, Baltimore has the foremost impressive... If you're talking about just single-game performances, I think Baltimore has the foremost impressive wins in the NFL this year. I agree. The way they beat the Niners, yeah. the way they beat the Dolphins, the way they beat the Lions, the way they beat the Seahawks. Those are four good teams, and Baltimore had those... Like, going into the fourth quarter, those games were non-competitive. Like Those are good teams, and they completely drowned those teams. Mm. And I think that that's because they play a style of football that other teams don't want to play. That's considered "quote unquote" outdated. They've been able to find a way to modernize an old school foundation, and other teams really struggle playing against it. And I think the formula is the same for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, it feels Chargers. that it feels that way. And that whole division too, like things have flipped. Yeah, it used to be Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and now Cincinnati with Burrow. If Burrow was in it, they would have been in this yeah, mix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact Cleveland won t- eleven games this year was twelve. Yep, uh, that's amazing. It's amazing with Flacco and the run he went on. But um, yeah, it fell apart for them in the playoffs. And yeah. I just. I just think it's Baltimore's time. It feels like they're I think, ready. And I think what's intriguing. I think what's intriguing about this match, like Harbaugh going to the Chargers, they're so well balanced, is what happens, right? So like Harbaugh going to the Chargers, what happens when instead of asking Justin Herbert to be Superman thirty-five times a game, you're only asking him to be Superman fifteen? You know what I mean? Like you're only asking him to throw on that cape, like on third and long, and like he doesn't need to do that all the time, right? Like to me. Like, that's a way to get more out. I think that's one reason why Jim's always been able to get so much out of his quarterbacks. He's not asking them. He's not asking the world of them. Yeah. I mean, like, Alex Smith, like, Alex Smith was a disaster when when Jim Harbaugh got a hold of him. You know what Jim Harbaugh said? All right. Like, you've got these six different offensive schemes, like, floating around in your head. Your wiring's off. We're going to simplify it. We're going to find out what you do well. And we're going to ask you to do that. Meanwhile, we're going to lean on Frank Gore, so we're not asking the world of you. And it was that simple, and it worked. And Alex Smith played another 10 years in the NFL as a starter. Yeah, Zoe mentioned uh, Derrick Henry earlier. 
for the Chargers, and I know uh, Austin Eckler is a, a free agent. Could you see him bringing in a Derrick Henry type? Because he needs that. Like, I'd worry about he he if I was Herbert. That. I'd worry about a big back coming in. Yeah, he doesn't have he doesn't have that Frank Gore. They don't have right, that running don't. back. So, and you you don't want to spend. You don't. They got the what the fifth pick in the draft. You don't want to pick uh, spend a top five pick <laughs> on a back. Uh, most I'm of the trying time. to think if there's some. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's somebody who'd be worth it. You know. Um, because that would be a very Harbaugh thing to do to make that statement, like on on what you're going to be by doing that. They're going to get that freaking tackle, there. aren't they? They're going to get Alt or the kid from Penn State. But I can see there. that. I know it. It's yeah. going to happen. And he's going he's to get and, that kid, and they're going to build a big tough offense. Then a second round, he'll just he'll draft McCarthy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Put a little heat on Herbert. That's right. Play Corm. Play Corm right. in the third round. To develop, no, just going to develop him. Just going <laughs> to develop him. Oh. Nice prospect. Uh, does Harbaugh want the third pick for Justin Herbert? Huh? I said, does Harbaugh want to trade yeah, no, Justin Herbert for the just, third I, pick I think overall? Justin, I think Justin Herbert is a significant reason for Jim Harbaugh taking that job. You never so know. I don't think Justin Herbert's going anywhere. All right, uh, let's get to headlines. We'll be back in 90 seconds. Don't go anywhere.